Welcome to the podcast of Sozo Church. For more information about Sozo, please visit sozosmtx.com. So-so, my goodness me. Uh, When the worship started off, I was immediately envious. I'm thinking, man, this is good. You need to understand something. You need to understand that it's too late to stop now because you're at sea. You can't turn back. Turn your neighbours and say, you can't turn back. Especially those guys that stood up and said, no, I'm all in. You're all in. You're all in when you walk through those doors. Too late. You're in, I got you. So... But uh, I've got a really good feeling about what, you, you, so-so your name, it's quite amazing. I'm helping uh, do a church plant in Sydney that's called so-so. So it's very, so you've got family growing around the planet, which is pretty cool, hey. So uh, I'm gonna, yeah, I need to hook this up and make this relationship grow, but uh, I am so excited for you guys. I'm, you know, I don't know what you can do, but it's gonna be great. But all I know is this, it's about to double. You're gonna think of something and God's gonna double it. Double your friends, double your influence, double your favour, <laughs> double your weight, <laughs> double your anointing, double what God can do. Do you reckon you're, you've hit the limit of what God can do yet? You mean you're just scratching the surface. You've only just gone out. You've only just launched. How long have you been going for? Three years, you're just getting started. You're sort of nestling in, finding your flavour. And now you're gonna tweak it up and you're gonna have twice the anointing, twice the influence, twice. That's what I get, whatever. Whoever gets a word, you're gonna get twice, whatever I say. That's pretty cool, isn't it? If you're pregnant, it might turn into twins. (laughs) The one thing you're not gonna get is two wives. Jesus' name. <laughs> Can you understand my English? You, all, you guys all talk really weird, y'all. I don't even say that right. But I want to read a scripture for you. <laughs> you definitely talk like that. <laughs> Middle aged Jesus. <laughs> Let me read this scripture to you for all the religious people. It says in John 15, verses 9 and 13. So you want to turn your Bibles on. (laughs) Who remembers rustling paper in church? You're old. John 15, uh, starting from verse 9. And it says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. And if you keep my commands... You will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in my love. And and verse 11 is the kicker. I have told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete or full and overflowing. (laughs) See, the great, let me tell you something right now. Well, I'm not talking about happiness. Happiness is all about happenings. As long as this happens, as long as that happens, I will be happy. In fact, the big secret is this. And I speak uh, to uh, unchurched people, you know, heathens. (laughs) You know those people? All the heathens. I speak as much to heathens as I do to to saints, which is pretty cool in my world. It's pretty good. Because, you know, when you think that the world, like, wants a prophet, you know, 
<laughs> and they got no idea what's about to happen. So even pray for us, well, if you remember. Um, next week when I go back to Australia, I've got 55 doctors that I'm meant to minister to. 55 doctors, three of which are Muslim. I can't wait. <laughs> They're going to get encouraged. But see, the, the thing is, what I have to explain to all these poor people who don't know Jesus is as high as you can go, as high as you can go in this life without Jesus is happiness. And that's where we start off as believers. <laughs> that's like ground level, if you like. That's the platform because we have joy. Okay, we definitely need to preach this message here. We have what? we got joy, joy unspeakable, joy unthinkable, joy uncontagious, uncapable, unstoppable. And the thing is, let me tell you something, sorry, is is joy comes from belonging. You've got to understand, our joy is simply comes from the expression of Jesus' love towards us. Our source of joy is not circumstances, Ours, our, our joy, where we live from, because I get asked all the time, because you can understand when people will see your, your, your joy in everything, what they're really seeing is freedom. The freedom of the expression of a life that is full of Jesus. Is that true? So really when you're joyful, you're not, if you're happy, as a Christian, we don't do happy, we do joy. Because sort of happiness is sort of confounded by, or it's got perimeters around it of circumstances. But joy is the Spirit. Joy is an anointing. Joy is an atmosphere. Joy is a sphere of influence. And unfortunately, when you walked into this room, you walked into mine. (laughs) See, I practice all the time filling rooms with Him. <laughs> See, I, I don't know about you, but I don't carry a little Jesus in my spirit down deep, 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 deep down. No, no, he, He's around me and us. I don't know if you're getting it. You know how uh, Jesus, Jesus walk along and people would touch the outer realm of Him, the edge of His robe and get zapped. People would stand and position themselves so that Peter's shadow would fall on them and get zapped. People would take clothes and aprons and hankies and rags that Paul had cleaned himself off with and get zapped. And you, listen, let me tell you something. You're at your most powerful. You're at your most powerful. And I believe probably at your most anointed when you're joyful. I can tell you what, you want someone to pray for you? Find the most joyful person. Because the religion, religion has this expression of serious. Is that true? So in fact, you, you need a miracle, find the, happy, the most joyful person to pray for you. Now they could be an idiot, but they're joyful. <laughs> in fact, it, it's, it kind of releases like a superpower, I believe. And I really, and it's interesting, I got, uh, anyway, it's a bit of a story, a testimony for Susie and I. We got pulled out, uh, there's a, a prophet in our nation called Fergus McIntyre. He's close into his 80s now. Never, I don't know if you know a movement called C3. Yeah. Phil Pringle, you, you would know those guys. A great apostolic leader in our nation that has like planted thousands of churches around the world. And 
Fergus was the, he's the prophet of that movement. So we were ministering together in a, uh, something, I can't remember. And he actually spoke to Susie and I publicly and sort of put on me this thing to restore joy back to the church. And everywhere I go, I see, I need to preach this. Because let me, let me, let me say, I'm gonna give you some, a, a, a little exercise that I went through because uh, in, in our country, I do a lot of stuff with pastors. I'm kind of known, there's all sorts of things I do, but I'm known as the pastor whisperer. So if a pastor goes crazy, does what he shouldn't do, or isn't doing what he should, should do, they send him to me. They put him in a box and ship him to our house. <laughs> Drug him and, or I get sent to speak to them. And just having, and working through this revelation, I was sitting with a guy. Now listen to this. This guy has 100, he has 174 full-time evangelists working in high schools. He pays them all, full-time salary. So a massive ministry, reaching hundreds of thousands of teenagers every week. Very powerful, an evangelist himself, very dynamic, amazing, but is on the brink of burning out, on the brink of not functioning properly. And so, of course, his wife brings him to me. Praise God for wives. <laughs> we're sitting there and we're talking and I, I, it was God. Who, who knows when you're speaking to people, I don't think I'm wise, I think I just have Jesus. <laughs> and... I say to him, let's get a piece of paper out and I want you to describe joyful you to me. Give me five points that would describe what you're like when you're joyful. <laughs> Who knows joyful you? Show of hands, I'm putting my hand up. That means put your hand up. <laughs> You're a bit slow. I know I'm in Texas, but far out. <laughs> Who remembers that person, joyful you? You know, and, and a little bit of homework, just saying, you know, if you go and write out what joyful you looks like in the third person, you know, if you were to describe you as joyful you, what does that look like? What does she or he look like? Because that is the real you. That is your true identity, that's if you like, when you operate at that, that's the, if you like, that tunes you in to the frequency of heaven. That's why when you complain and you're, you, if you like, struggling and, you know, like it says that the heavens feel like brass, that scripture. That's because it's, guess what? What you're praying isn't in the right frequency. You've got to understand, you, I don't know if you, you've found this out yet or you've discovered this, but joy that heaven actually has a resounding, thunderous, overwhelming theme of joy. Oh yeah, you sound excited about that. <laughs> like, you gotta understand, you gotta understand that like, you think you can party, you understand that heaven is one perpetual, crazy, outlandish, big, exciting place. Mm, okay. <laughs> That's why you probably need to hear this message because you could die of altitude sickness if you get there. You know, you're going to go, what? Do you think when the, the pearly gates, you go through those gates and Jesus is sitting there frowning? How did they get in? Do you think that Jesus right now is looking at your situation and He's needing medicating? Do you honestly think that God uses antidepressants, that He's chewing on lollies to deal with His... Ulcers because of your issues? 
because of your sin and your stuff and your problem and your prayers about and your complaining? Do you think He's doing that about your problems? Right now, He thinks it's funny. <laughs> I know, it's very insulting, isn't it? <laughs> right now, in the, whatever is going on, because you understand, we're dealing with a God that doesn't have an enemy. We're dealing with a God that has never lost a fight. We're dealing with a God that doesn't have a budget. Hell has a budget. Everybody else has a budget but Him. He doesn't have an accounting department. He just writes checks. He just pays for things, does things. Has no limit to what He can do. No limit to His power. No limit to His love. No limit to His capacity. No limit to His authority. So when He says that you are what He says He is, you just got to get on with the program. So you got to get this. Joyful you is the real you. Joyful you is the best example of preaching to yourself what born again you looks like. Just have a little practice now. Put a smile on and turn to the person beside you and bless them in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you know what I found? I've, you know what I found? You can, you can, when you, I know Steve Buckland. Steve Buckland says that, you know, the person with the hope, I believe this, I believe this, and I've seen it. The person with the most joy has the most influence. It's true. My uh, son and daughter-in-law, they went to see a comedian in Sydney. They paid $120, which is probably like $3 American. <laughs> a lot of money. See, almost a day's wages. Wages? Do you know what I'm saying? Salary? Wages? It's funny, when I speak in your accent, you all laugh at me. <laughs> and uh, 2,000 people in an auditorium paying that sort of money to listen to this guy, make them laugh. And the best he can get them to is happiness. With a lot of effort, get them to happiness. And they're all paying that sort of money. He's done that. He does that for like 10, week, 10 days in a row. Then goes to the next city, 10 days in a row. You and I could do that. Let's do that. Let's go on the road and just... Is that true? That's all the world can give. But guess what? Whenever you're together and you'll decide to be joyful and celebrate one another and be joyful about one another, I see, come on. Have you ever been joyful about someone else? See, that's why envy kill you. It's not of God. Criticalness, um, judging people, that's not us. That's hell. But I tell you what, when you can minister out of joy, when you can minister out of the way you see, because first of all, you've got to understand, first of all, the Kingdom of God is a way of seeing. John chapter 3, when Nicodemus came to Jesus, he wanted to be born again. And he says this, unless you're born again, he says, the first thing, unless you're born again, you can't see the Kingdom. And let me tell you that joy is a lens. Joy is is a way of seeing everything. Like when I walked in and saw you, I started laughing. <laughs> See, I'll let you in a secret. Because a lot of the time I have to confront some ministers. <laughs> Someone's been a victim of that already. Oh, now, okay, I'll just look up so that you don't know who I've confronted. And what's really funny, I can confront people that don't even know I'm confronting them. 
<laughs> because let me tell you something. I've, I, I've learned this. This is, this is, I'm gonna let you in on my superpower. Are you ready? Here you go. You're gonna be able to step into something that's gonna change everybody you meet. You're gonna to minister to them. Okay, you'll prophesy with another edge after this. You'll operate with another edge and it's this. I enjoy people even if they don't enjoy me. <laughs> See, that's why. See, you can reject me all you like. I think you're funny. I'm enjoying you. Get angry. Oh, I'm going to enjoy you more. Is that true? Come on, if you learn to be joyful, and you've got to understand it, it's, not, it's a choice. It's the fruit of the Spirit. It's a manifestation of the life of Jesus inside of you. Man, I've left my notes. I don't know what's going on now. But it, it's a manifestation of the, the, of the joy of the life of Jesus inside of you. The biggest lie that the enemy ever spread to the church is that we somehow got to get to somewhere. When the real reality is that when you, when you know Jesus, you're working from His victory. You're working from His love. You're looking from His wealth. You're, looking, you're, you're living from His acceptance. You're living from His significance. So you can understand something. See, I don't know if you ever heard this Australian band called the Beatles. No, they're English, which is kind of like a funny version of us. Actually, thank you. On the behalf of Australia, I'd like to thank America for having a war of independence. And so that they sent my ancestors, instead of coming here as convicts, they sent us to a Pacific island <laughs> with the most amount of beachfront in the entire planet. We thank you. Anyway. <laughs> so, you know the Beatles. She loves me, yeah, yeah. You know that one? And all the other songs. One of the most influential, changed the world. Is that true? And you think, what, 60 years after them, still the benchmark, still having influence, still selling albums. They say that Paul McCartney has made, I think it's like $60, $60 for every second that he has lived. So it's cheaper than, if he drops a $100 note, it's cheaper to just keep walking than stop and pick it up. <laughs> I'd like to just stand behind. <laughs> So when, when John and Paul, I need to, I don't know, this story, I, you got to understand, I'm not ADD, I'm just flowing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, anyway. When I'm not worried, don't calm down, I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Is that when they started the Beatles, they, like they're 14, and it was called something else, I can't remember. And uh, they needed a left-handed bass guitar because Paul left-handed. And of course, they're 14-year-old, both from single mums. So imagine, you know, 14-year-old with no male influence. They buy a second-hand, right-handed, six-string steel guitar. And with a hacksaw and big strings, they turn it over and make it into a four-string left-handed bass guitar. A piece of... You know, as soon as they could get a proper bass guitar, they got one. But it was the start. You know, that, that guitar right now is in a vault in Harrods. And there's a, I read, there's a dispute with some members of like the government and even the UN and all sorts of global organisations actually talking to Paul McCartney's estate, saying that even though it is willed to your children, Paul, really? 
it belongs to the planet. (laughs) And they don't know how much it's worth. So is it significance because of its ability to perform what it is as a four string? No, it's a broken thing. It's a piece of junk. But its worth comes from its maker. Come on. Come on. Just turn your neighbor and say, you're priceless. You're priceless. You're priceless. Priceless. <laughs> you know, it's, it's this, oh, I'm just going to start ministering. I don't care. Is, you got to understand, Jarrett, you want to stand up, big fella? Man, you must be the best looking man in church. Hey. You single? What? Anyway. Well, all you single ladies, anyway. But I say, let me tell you this. Let me tell you something. Even in what I've talked about, you're about, you're a prince. You are a prince, Jared, and you're about to move into a whole, uh, uh, your ministry is gonna be about bringing identity to people. God's literally reforming yours and establishing yours and, and cementing yours, literally cast in, like set. God's gonna give you such an identity, it's gonna be set and you're gonna be like Teflon COVID. Anybody who judges you, criticises you, you're just gonna think it's funny because you're gonna know what you are. But what you're actually gonna do is start to bring identity and dignity to people in the name of Jesus. You're gonna restore dignity to broken people in the name of Jesus, amen. And hopefully you get a wife in the name of Jesus, amen. See your level, let me tell you something, with joy, I cannot, you're, you're, you can always, let me tell you, for a, you can tell your level of abiding. You know John 15? Jesus is the vine and we're the branch. Unless we abide in Him, no fruit. So it's not our fruit, it's His fruit because we surrender to His life in us. In other words, let me tell you something, you're gonna be joyful, you have to surrender to it. It's not becoming joyful, it's actually surrendering to what you have. You're not trying to get it. That's the biggest lie ever. Have I established that point? To trying to get to something is a lie. Get His presence. See, if you need worship to get His presence, there's something wrong. We worship because we are in His presence. We're not working towards. It's the biggest lie ever. You're not, your, your, your acceptance is not based on your performance. That's religion. You're joyful because guess what? You get accepted by birth. My brother and I were the worst kids in the street and we were the Christians. It's just that we'd had, a, it's a pretty sketchy, my father was born in prison. I know, you thought I was saintly, hey, but it's not. Our, our family is on, his side of the family is a bit sketchy, to say the least. So there's a lot of violence and all sorts of stuff going on. So my brother and I, and across the road from us was three, three sisters, you know, blonde haired, curly eyed, sweet, you know, and we would, you know, be boys throw things, steal, borrow things, upset them, you know, tease them, do all sorts of things like that. But you know what? When the lights, the street, we, we weren't allowed in the house until the street lights came on for all sorts of reasons. 
my mum wanted to survive us. So you know what? When mum would, when, when, when those lights came on and she cooked a meal, who was invited? The good girls or the naughty boys? Because we got to have a meal because of birth, not behaviour. And while ever, Jared, you talk to heart and not behaviour, you're hearing me, you've got to talk to heart. You've got to talk to heart and not behaviour. I tell you what, that's the most powerful way of prophesying and restoring a person. Talk to heart and not behaviour. Talk to heart and not behaviour. How does a great girl like you behave like that? How does a person who's so anointed as you have that attitude? <laughs> See, we've got to understand that our level of abiding reveals our joy. And our joy reveals our level of abiding. Joy. I'm kind of bursting. Um, Let me show you how powerful you are. Let me show you how powerful you are. When was the last time, this, this is a bit of a good news for you. When was, the, when was the last time you were tempted even or sinned or the enemy came at you when you were joyful? Can I have a show of hands? When did, when did you sin? When did, when, were you, when did you sin when you were joyful? Exactly. But when, let me tell you something. <laughs> this is the gospel. I tell you what, if you're sad, Tired, alone, not or, or say lonely, not just alone. Who knows in this crowd, you could be in this crowd and still be alone. You can be in a family and be alone. You can be in a marriage and be alone. You can be in ministry and be alone. Is that true? And hungry? You're probably going to sin. <laughs> okay, you don't like that? If I let me tell you something, Muz, is Muz, is, is, if Muz is sad, tired, alone, and hungry, and that hungry could be spiritually, or, I mean emotionally, mentally, physically, man, I am at my most vulnerable. Oh, you're so what a bunch of liars you are! You don't do that. <laughs> is that true? Come on. Girls, if that husband comes through those doors and he is tired, hungry, sad and lonely, he's a handful, isn't he? Feed him. Cuddle him. Is that true? I can tell you, look back to the last time you sinned and you can, I can bet you those four elements were around about you to ambush you. And can you see what all of those things are? They're the same realm as happiness. It's all about Happiness, happenings. But if you can get into the next realm above that, where joy exists. See, that's why holiness happens out of no effort. Innocence happens out of joy. You can understand that when, um, when, when I'm way away from whatever I was going to say. But, <laughs> but do you understand that when joy sorry, when Jesus was in the desert to be tempted by the enemy, 
Remember that? What was he? Tired, hungry and alone. But the one element that it doesn't ever talk about with Jesus was sad. And because he was, let me tell you this, because it's a manifestation of his nature. Galatians 5, what? Love, joy, peace, goodness, patience, self-control. Yeah, it's in the Bible. You should look at it. Galatians chapter 5. That's actually who you carry around in you. That's who you've got to learn to surrender to. And that you carry all of that around. You abide and that will just come out. They're a choice. Love. Okay, who, who, who are all the married people? You should just put your hand up by faith. <laughs> okay, who loves romance? Amen. That's it by faith, brother, that's it. But who is the, all you married people, who's found out that love is a choice? Even more hands than went out before. Joy is a choice. You've got to step into it. You step into it. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you a big thing about faith. God will, you, you've got to have the desire for it first before you get the power for it. You want to grow faith? Faith grows through obedience. Faith comes by hearing. Number one, Christianity is a way of seeing. Number two, it's a way of hearing. 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 And really, the sound of heaven is joy. <laughs> Let me tell you about Jesus. Do you know Jesus? He's a funny guy. He is fun. One of the most frustrating things about the New Testament, I don't know if you can say that here, but you can't is that the, 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 the writers of the New Testament, especially the Gospels, the guys that were with Jesus, they kind of assume, and I understand it too, because they didn't realise that what they had written as a testimony was going to be read by us 2,000 years later. So they were always, it talks about, you know, this joy that I have and the joy that I'm going to give you, Jesus, when they talk about this joy. They, I can see that they assumed that everybody understood how joyful Jesus is. Come on. Do you, like, honestly, you go to heaven, do you think Jesus, like I said, do you think He's going to be frowning, upset? I tell you what, He's laughing. Yes. He defaults to it. Yes. It's like His default. Yes. Do you understand that? Yes. Like I would be, could you, like, and I'm going for this. And hey, like imagine, imagine being able to do this. See, if we could start to walk like Jesus, I think Bill Johnson even said this once. If I said, all right, I'm going to shout you, well, that's an Australian means I'm going to pay for you, shout you, lunch. We go to, I, I see you have the same, you have McDonald's here too. We have McDonald's, you have McDonald's. The reality is I could buy you all lunch by just buying one Happy Meal. Imagine how upset they would be. Imagine if you could go to Domino's and just buy one pizza. Pray and just start slicing bits off and... You know, we would get barred. Imagine there's Christians got barred from restaurants and takeaway places because they just buy one meal. Say grace and then, there's, and then they leave the table piled with food. You know, imagine, imagine being able to do that. No wonder Jesus is funny. Imagine being able to walk on water. Imagine being able to ruin funerals. <laughs> you 
You understand that? Imagine it. See, let me say something. Joy is a superpower to you. Let me say something. When you, when, when you have joy, you can withstand all sorts of stuff. When you're joyful, you can have the worst job in the town and be joyful about it. You can have, the, you can have a terrible marriage and endure it because you're joyful. You can have crazy kids and endure it. You can have a terrible church and enjoy it because all of those things are circumstantial. But when you have joy, you live in another realm. And you let that then, the in, it, that internal force have an effect on your outsider world and it will change it. Come on. Jesus, the Bible says in Ephesians, what for this joy set before Him, Jesus was unable to endure the cross. Come on. That same thing, that same spirit, that same spirit, that same joyful spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is in you. So what's your excuse for not smiling at me right now? Is that true? You can understand if you're joyful, you can have the worst, the worst of circumstances. Paul and Silas, get a, they, de- they do ministry. They deliver a girl from an evil spirit. Get a beating, thrown into the darkest, lowest part of the prison with no sewage system. So guess what they were sharing the cell with? Mm. And what do they start doing? Singing. Singing. Rejoicing. Come on, Silas. Hum something. You do the bass and I'll do the harmony. And what happened? Every door in the whole place broke open. He stops a guy from suiciding. He causes a whole family to get born again. Maybe the big thing, let me, let me tell you something, it's one of the most spiritual things you can do. Let me say, if you've got an issue, you've got a problem, or let's find a problem. There are plenty of them. Let me tell you, this is good news for you. You've got at least five problems. If you don't know about that, I can point them out for you. <laughs> but you can only ever work on one. Focus is the key to life. But the best way, let me tell you, I'll have a race between you. You can, you can speak in tongues, not saying it's wrong, but you can speak in tongues till you burst a blood vessel in your neck, fast, pray, do whatever you want, and I'll just be joyful. And I'll give you a race to who gets the miracle first. Come on. See, if you can add the other, see, you, you can, see, are you hearing me? See, you can do all those other things and you put joy on that and man, you become supersonic. You become into another realm. That's what I'm really talking about. I'm talking about living from heaven. You know, there's all, you know, you hear the message, come on, heaven to earth, guess what? Be joyful. That'll be the most powerful thing you'll ever do. People probably won't even recognise you. Let me tell you something. You know what? You can be bad at your job and joyful and they'll keep you. <laughs> at your work, who has a clown? You have that funny person. If you don't know that, you might be the clown. <laughs> do you know that person? No one can do without them. They have the most influence. Is that true? And really all they're bringing happiness, you need to bring joy. Come on. Let me tell you something, you'll be at your most creative, most spiritual, most powerful, most hell-proof. You gotta understand that, you gotta understand that. I don't think you really got that before. I really don't think so. 
joyful. You imagine the, imagine the enemy is always trying to go around like a roaring lion, trying to seek who he devour. So he's got scams, plans and schemes and ambushes and traps and shackles and chains to put on people. And he, he researches and studies what to ambush you with. So he makes a trap perfectly suited for you. So he sends, I don't know if you've ever read, who's ever read Screwtapes by C.S. Lewis? Come on. And of course, you understand that dynamic. So imagine they, they understand this trap, but see, the trap is made for sad you. <laughs> and that's why when you understand, when they come with that thing and all of a sudden you're happy, the anointing breaks the yoke. It won't fit on you. Oh, okay. That actually detonated. Are you hearing me? All right. Now we're going to have some fun. Have you got joy? Father, I just thank you for joy. Oh, we've run out of time. We'll keep going. Hey, this is fun. We, um, I didn't even, oh yeah, it did work. It does work now. I wasn't watching it. Are you sure? We can. Oh, 15 minutes of, okay. I won't pray. Bless you in Jesus' name. Be joyful. <laughs> oh, Lauren. Now I, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll do that at lunch. You'll just have to wait. We are having lunch, aren't we? Good. I just invited myself. All right, everyone's wearing glasses. Glasses. Do I honestly sound like I don't have an accent when I do that? Glasses. Please stand your feet. This is the bar over here, obviously. This is like the drunkards. This point I send the team. This is the bar over here. The bar, the pub, where all the drinkers all go. There's a... Where are your glasses? I know you're using to read. I'm Australian, I'm not stupid. Hagar, Hagar was sent out in, Hagar was rejected. Hagar was, let get rid of this slave woman. Slavery is about to drop off you all in the name of Jesus. Slave, any slave spirit's gonna come off you. Any bondage to something is gonna be broken. And and hey, let me say this, when it operates like this, even if you don't get glasses, you're gonna get it because you're in my realm. So Father, I just thank you that, that the rejection, the rejection, the rejection is gonna stop. But you know what? It was, she was in a, out in the desert and you can see it in Genesis and then she came to a place and she thought she was gonna die. Even right now, I come against suicide in Jesus' Name. Come against that. You can't die. You're too joyful. Joyful people don't kill themselves. I just come against that. I keep feeling I'm going to step off this thing. Father, I just thank you right now. I come against that. 
death and the lies of that in Jesus' name. <laughs> You're going to live and not die. I find it very, anyway. Is this, you know, and Hannah, she, she thought she was going to die and then she saw water. She saw what she couldn't see that was there the whole time. You're about to see what's there that's been there the whole time. Your breakthrough, your provision, your healing, your anointing, your ministry in Jesus' Name is right there. It's just right there. Just like David's sling, Moses' staff, Samson's jawbone, Peter, Jesus' robe, Paul's robe, Peter's shadow was with him the whole time. Oh, I'm going to write that. I need to write that down. <laughs> so Father, I pray they see, they see the Kingdom of God is about to come to you because you're going to see the Kingdom. You're going to see the Kingdom around about you in Jesus' Name. Amen. Have a seat. Give them a big hand. Everybody with a hat on. You got a hat on. Shouldn't have a hat on in church. <laughs> you got a hat on. Who doesn't know what a what, how do you say that hat? A hat. Listen, these idiots. That's a hat, you clown. Oh, sorry. This is my very trains are very direct. Have you? We could make good Texans. Some people don't know what a toupee does not count. See, I get this scripture for you. It's like from uh, Ruth, where Boaz, Ruth was asleep at Boaz's feet and she covered herself. And then he uncovered. And God's about to uncover again an identity thing, but he's about to pour into you. Like she had to. Like he poured all these blessings and all these provisions. And I can tell you right now, you three, it's about to, there's gonna be a flow of provision towards you, towards you, towards you, towards you that you're not gonna be able to cope with. <laughs> what are you gonna do if there's so much you don't know what to do with? So much work, so much opportunity, so many bonuses, so many, so, so many you know, you're gonna get the overtime, you're gonna get the extra, you're gonna get the extra every time because you're the clown. You're the guy that's going to get the opportunity. You're the guy that's going to get the opportunity. You two, put your hat back on. <laughs> it's always you. Who are you? What's your name, Ace? You're Ethan. Are you sure? <laughs> How long have you been Ethan? Yeah, that's very good. Well, Ethan, you know what? Things are about to happen around about you. Like we, we were singing before, it's, it's gonna change, it's gonna change, it's gonna change. You're about to change. You're about to grow. You're about to step into something. I see your feet being like sonship is coming to you. Sonship is coming to you. you, you you're, not gonna, you're gonna be established in your plan and your purpose very quickly, very early in your life. You're gonna find out exactly it is that God has called you to do and it's gonna be a profession. You're gonna be a professional. So you're gonna have to find a wife that can iron a shirt. <laughs> Not pack a lunch, she has to learn to iron a shirt. Girls are always asking me, can you find me a, a husband? And I do that 
But I ask them, do you want to pack a lunch or iron a shirt? Which way do you want to do it? Amen. Okay, that's enough. You're going to be uncovered. Read the story of Boaz and Ruth in Jesus' name. Is that cool? All right. Justin. Oh, stand up, son. You look Australian. You know, I see this flow coming towards you. It's almost like the rev- it's like God is recharging your battery, refilling you, refilling you so that you can, and it's gonna be like, you're gonna go, you're gonna be from battery to plugged in. You're gonna be from like solar. That's probably the best. You know, like there's gonna be this flow. You recharge and, and, and explode out. Like I'm seeing like this, this exchange that will happen for you. You're going to be an imparter in Jesus' name. It's not going to be, a, you, you'll preach, you'll do all those things, but what you're really going to do is impart. You're going to impart the life of God to people and cause massive transformation, massive transformation. I get this, that you're actually going to have a deliverance ministry, but you're going to do it real sneaky. People get delivered and they'll just have it happen. I feel like it just happened to me then, just looking at you. So Father, I pray that you upgrade him. I can see that even now he's adding to you. He's not taking from you, he's adding to you. And I can see the steps of a, and you are a good man. People have said that you're not and people have come against your integrity, but I'm telling you right now, you are a good man, Justin. You're a good guy. You're all right. And he's gonna do great things for you and he's gonna establish your steps in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we go. Who's got stars as tattoos? Who's got tattoos that are stars? It's always the girls, hey. Got them. Stand up. You have stars that are tattoos, like Russian mafia. God has marked you. You know what? The, the three, my, I know, anyway. The wise men followed the star. And you're gonna cause, you're gonna cause influence and God's gonna, has marked you. God has marked you so that you can mark others, so that you can point, so that you can, people who follow you will find them the Saviour. People who follow you, follow you. It's not like this evangelist goes, but people will follow you to the Lord. People will follow you to the inner place. People will follow you to the sanctuary. People will follow you to fellowship. People will follow you. You're going to have influence. It has nothing to do with your personality. It has nothing to do with that. It has to do with that they see you. And God's going to talk. It's going to be supernatural. People will, you think of all the stars and then those guys figured out which one to follow. In Jesus' name. There's like one more of you. Who's married to someone that has a star tattoo and they're not here? Maybe that's what it is. That's you? You're not sure? Yes. If you're your husband and you haven't seen... It's a he's in the bathroom. Well, stand up then. Uh, I'm going all around the circles. I knew there was another one. Were you here for... Anyway, Father, I just thank you that you've marked her, that she's going to be a star like that that the wise men saw and that Father, I thank You that Lord, that You are causing her to have huge influence and people are gonna see You. 
People see you in the shopping centre, guys. People see you at work. People see you in this church. Wherever you go, they're gonna go. In Jesus' Name. If you're a connect group leader, or leader, I would get one of these people in your group because people are gonna follow them into wherever they go. Okay, some of you are that smarter leaders, okay. What's your name, darling? Ashley. Oh, my daughter-in-law is Ashley. Oh, you're gonna get a big upgrade then. Father, I pray that, Lord, you, you really turn the lights on for, this, for Ashley. Father, I pray you illuminate, you illuminate, you bring the spirit of revelation of illumination to her. And, and Father, I pray that she manifests something supernatural around her world. I pray that, Lord, the joy of her is to be outstanding, to be irrevocable, unquenchable in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Go, Ashley. In Jesus' Name. Uh, who's been injured? You carry an injury. I know there's a guy here with a thing, but who's injured? You Like you're clumsy. <laughs> Stand up, you've got a bruise, you're broken something or something's twisted or something's out of joint. All the clumsy people. <laughs> or, you, or someone hurt you, someone punched you, someone hit you, someone tackled you. <laughs> All the clumsy people. That's not you. You're very, actually, let me say this, Joel. You're actually very coordinated and very blessed physically. You're very healthy. You're going to live old, old, old. <laughs> Have all your teeth. Stay in shape. I can see that with you in Jesus' name. Father, I just specially release that because there's so much for you to do. You're going to last a long, long time. You've got lots of stuff to do, books and all sorts of things you've got to do. In Jesus' name. Who knows that about your pastor? Yeah. He is the best. Yeah. Jesus' name. All right, who's his elbows? Who's you? It's your elbow. It's you. You really, that's it. Get excited about that. That's the, that's the reaction I'm looking for. Father, I just thank you for, for okay, we'll go. <laughs> anyway, I was about to go, ankles, knees, toes. You don't know that song. <laughs> Who is it? It's your joints. It's your elbow, your joints. Okay, Father, I just pray right now, fixed in the name of Jesus. Fix it in the name of Jesus. What is your one, darling? Me, yeah, yeah, that's you. You are. I have everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> You're not graceful like your pastor. Man, some people dance and they're like, they shouldn't dance. You should dance. <laughs> All right, we're just going to fix so bruises, bumps, whatever. <laughs> you too, I could understand that. But right now, you're going to be protected. What? He puts his angels around you so that you cannot even strike your foot against the stone. You are on hot coals and they will not harm you. So Father, I pray right now, whatever injury back from work, from sport, from life, Father, right now, I pray healing, healing and coordination <laughs> in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think I'm nearly done. No, 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 no. I have to get these lists. Oh, the, 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 the worship leader, the girl that stood here. Who, oh, they want to get you, I tell you. Where are you? Well, up the back. <laughs> Is this your husband? No, 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 I'm not saying that. Because I'm kind of shocked because they're dating. Okay, okay, calm down, calm down, calm down, calm down. Calm down. Everybody calm down except you. 
But this is what I'm seeing, darling, is that there's a, I've got, there's a girl in 2 Kings who, it doesn't mention her name, but she was the servant girl to Naaman the leper. And the big thing she says to Naaman is like, is this, that I know a man. And God's gonna cause, this is this, this is the thing. God's got you as a ministry to lepers, but not lepers, the up and outs. People of great influence, people that you would never think have issues, you're gonna be able to help them and minister to them and bring them into freedom because you know a man. Come on, you know a man, darling. And I tell you what, I feel like this upgrade in your whole church and it's gonna bring deliverance. It's gonna be, you're gonna heal people. You're gonna see, uh, I'll even go this and I'm going for this one, skin diseases get healed. You're gonna heal everything from a pimple to leprosy. In Jesus' Name, Amen. I think you've got good skin, haven't you? She's got good skin. That's why, yeah, he's looking at her and he's going, yeah, she's got great skin. <laughs> Who here has a skin problem? Stand up, quick, stand up. And I mean, it could be pimples, scarring, leprosy, eczema, all the skin stuff. Wrinkles? wrinkles. <laughs> Never thought of wrinkles. You ready to pray, Don? What's your name? Emily. Emily. All right, you gotta help me, ready? So Father, we just pray right now for skin to be made just like Naaman's, the skin of a baby, renewed in Jesus' Name. Anxiety, go. Fear, go. Let perfect baby bottom skin come in Jesus' Name. In Jesus' Name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. It's been great, so, so, you are amazing. You are amazing, you are amazing.